Well, there's a brand new cookbook coming up. A brand new cookbook that Art Scroll is responsible for. You could pre-order it right now. It'll be available in July. The pre-order address is artscroll.com slash good food. The book is called Good Food, inspired by my Middle Eastern roots and the places I've called home. Sina Mizrahi, who I'm told is quite popular on social media. You can go to at Sina Mizrahi, S-I-N-A-M-I-Z-R-A-H-I, and check out what she has to say uh, on uh, Instagram. And again, the book is called Good Food. You can pre-order it right now, artscroll.com slash goodfood. It'll be available in July. And as we always recommend, when you go to artscroll.com, including for just one book, always use promo code radio. If you use promo code radio, not only do you get a great discount, you get free shipping as well, even on one book. Sina Mizrahi, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hello, a pleasure to be here. Why'd you write the book? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> there are so many cookbooks out there. Like, why would I contribute another one? Um, I wrote it because I really felt like there wasn't a focused book on a lot of Middle Eastern Sephardi food. And I feel like that's where I come from, and I needed a book that represents that. You know, you, you write. And I wanted to bring that to the world. Your subtitles inspired by middle, my Middle Eastern roots. What, what countries? What are your Middle Eastern roots? Uh huh. So that's a good question. My father's side is Moroccan. Wow. My mother's side is from Libya. Wow. Um, my husband is um, Moroccan also, and his other side is Turkish and Syrian. So I have a lot of cultures that I you know, I get inspiration from. Wow, you, you must be one of the busiest people in the kitchen, <laughs> Com- <laughs> combining all those um, traditions. Yes. You know what yes. I found fascinating about you? Because, again, you look at cookbooks, and I had an opportunity to see a preview of yours. And you oh, look, amazing. Yeah, and you look at cookbooks. Well, people at Art Scroll want to make sure I'm well-prepared. <laughs> Kudos to them. Um, uh, you look at cookbooks, and you want to see, you know, what's unique and what what's fascinating uh, in terms of the author and what they've done. I mean... It would seem to me that your yoga, your best method of relaxation, is baking bread. Would that be accurate? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think that baking bread is is really a practice of meditation. Because, uh, first of all, you're taking all these raw ingredients, and there's a process to it. And you have to be involved in it, and you have to focus on it. And it just brings you into the process, and you get something very rewarding at the end. Amazing. Also, not not look. I don't know you, so I don't know if you would normally head in this direction uh, when you're talking about baking bread. But it would seem to me, because of the whole raw material aspect that's sitting in front of you, right? There are a lot of ingredients that go, and a lot of steps that go into baking bread. Right. It, it would seem it would give you some type of of, of spiritual awakening, if you will. Uh, that 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 God has provided for us all these little individual things, and you are taking all of them and creating something special and great smelling and great tasting. Is there any any of that spirituality to that process? Uh, first of all, absolutely. I believe that in cooking and in baking, and it's, I guess you see it more in bread because you really just you see flour transform into something remarkable like right. you wouldn't even imagine. Right. And and you're part of like that end process, and it's very rewarding and very spiritual, like you said. Pretty amazing. Sina Mizrahi is with us, everybody. 
The book is called Good Food. It's not available yet, but guess what? You can pre-order it right now, artscroll.com slash goodfood, artscroll.com slash goodfood. It will be uh, sent to you uh, in mid-July, and obviously always use promo code radio, including for the Good Food book when you're on artscroll.com. By the way, we should note, and obviously this is not just a book about bread. We'll get to everything else, I hope. Uh, but we should note that you know someone like me, whose only role when it comes to bread is eating bread, uh, was, <laughs> was amazed to see how you pointed out that just just your list, I'm sure there are others as well, but just your list of what you've baked and what you are, are encouraging people to bake who pick up the book, pita, laffa, Jerusalem bagel, Moroccan bread, Barbary bread, grilled flatbread, crusty baguette, focaccia, and hamburger buns. All of those can be done without going to the supermarket and buying a package. They literally can be done in someone's kitchen. And uh, and, and by the way, I assume you have others as well, but these but these are the top nine that made it into the final yeah. list. <laughs> Yeah, isn't, isn't it amazing how many varieties of bread there are? Talk about spirituality. Yes, it's just the, it's just the beginning. Pretty incredible. I wanted people to have that. I think that bread baking is something, like I said, very rewarding and right. not something you see in most cookbooks. And people should undertake it in their kitchen. They'll be amazed at that. It's so simple. Um, and you get really, really, really something delicious at the end. Uh, obviously, being a cookbook, you address you know cooking chicken and meat and fish, and obviously uh, there are things we can highlight in those sections, but I want to concentrate on what I, I thought was unique uh, for your cookbook. Um, I would assume that most people, especially us Ashkenazim, when we, um, when we hear about someone from your background um, uh, cooking, uh, we would assume that there's a lot of salatim, a lot of dips, a lot of things that belong, you know, at the early part of the meal that you encourage people to make. And by the way, that might be your your largest section of the book, frankly. But, it is the largest section. It's my favorite section, but, and it's the section I most believe in. But you um, you call that section flavor bombs and salatim. Yeah. What on earth is a flavor bomb? A flavor bomb is like a condiment or a salad or something. It just adds like an explosion of flavor to whatever you're making. So you could be making like a grilled chicken with salt and pepper, and then you add a little bit of harissa. It just transforms your meal in an incredible way. So I really wanted people to understand, like you make a few condiments, you put them in your fridge, and they're just there for you for every dinner, whether it's super simple or you know what? Sometimes dinners don't come out delicious, and you need some like something to back up to like bring in that flavor, and and you have it there. It stays for it stays great in the fridge for a long time. In case of emer- um, in case of flavor. in case of emergency, bring out the salatim. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I like that. Okay, without without insulting my Ashkenazic friends, what is different about your hummus? In other words, with your background. Your hummus would include what or would, you know, have what type of texture, flavor? Like, what would you say would be unique about yours? Okay, so if, if someone's used to store-bought hummus, like, already it's a step up. That's number one. Number two, my hummus recipe is a little bit more involved. Um, but that's because you get the creamiest, creamiest, softest, like, I can't even tell you how, like, it, it's just, it's like butter. <laughs> oh, God. And it comes, no, and it's it's very much Israeli style. There's different t- styles of hummus throughout the whole, like, Middle East. Um, this, I would say, is more Israeli style because there's a, a, a lot of tina in it, which makes it very, like, smooth. Um, 
and it's just it, it it's like a puff of air. All right, so you're, you're forcing me. I think me. that it's worth the process. You're forcing yeah. you're forcing me now to check if I have a preview of page seventy two because if I do, <laughs> I gotta I, I gotta see. I'll what send this, it to you. I gotta see what this hummus is all about. My gosh, I'll tell you, and it has it has a lot of things in it. It's got the garlic, the onion, the baking soda, the sea salt, trina. I mean, it's got some zatar. It's got a lot of stuff in there. The hummus. Yeah, of course. I mean, toppings are like half the recipe. Like you need the toppings to bring out like all of that amazing flavor. And there's also two other um, like more traditional toppings. There's a meat topping version and then there's like a... of fava bean version, which is like kind of like an Egyptian dish. You know, most of your colleagues would be satisfied with one eggplant recipe. You have a baba ganoush, you have a mazal's eggplant salad, and you have a cilantro eggplant salad and a fried eggplant salad or roasted paprika eggplant rounds. I mean, you know, I, I understand your appreciation for eggplant, but five recipes in the in the dip section? My gosh. No, there's six, actually. You <laughs> forgot the zaluk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so six uh, um, six eggplant recipes. Yeah. yeah, you know how many things eggplant eggplant is just an underrated vegetable. There's so many things you could do with it, and salatim is one of the its best iterations. So I had to put it in, and actually one I had to stop myself. There are so many more I could put in. But... Wait, which of the six is the best? Seriously, if someone asks you which of the six should I try first and try making first, what would you say? So, look, baba ganoush is like a classic. Everyone loves it. Right. Um, I would say the second best is the zaluk, which is like, it brings in like kind of like a tangy, spicy um, version, which I am obsessed with. Um, but there's the cilantro one, which is actually my father-in-law's like concoction, and it's, it's incredible. Everyone loves it. It became very popular. Where did you say your father-in-law was from again? Which uh, town? Which, uh, which country? My father-in-law is Turkish. Turkey. From Urfa, Turkish Syrian, yeah. Unbelievable. No wonder you have such a variety of stuff. No wonder you could write a unique yeah. cook- cookbook. Because, by the way, am I right that I read in your cookbook that you never cooked before you were married? Absolutely. I actually, I had to call a friend of mine to ask her how to make pasta if I was <laughs> married. <laughs> You're like me. You're like me. What are the instructions <laughs> for pasta? I like that. What did you, you, you do with a sunny side up egg? You had to consult somebody on that as well? <laughs> I could I actually I forget that one that one up pretty um easily. My husband cooked more than me when I got married. It was crazy. Wow. Um but it just shows you that it's a skill that everyone can acquire. It just takes time and practice and yeah. passion. And if you love and, it. And, and if in all seriousness, if you follow step by step with people like you who you know, who've prepared all the recipes on paper yeah. and, and everyone yeah. will have the book next month, you really can. Everyone I uh, can certainly prepare all of these. That's one lesson I've learned uh, while watching a great cook for the last 31 years in my own kitchen. Uh, shout out to Stacy Siegel. Sina Mizrahi is with us on Instagram, at Sina Mizrahi. The book is called Good Food. The book is available next month. Right now, you can pre-order it, artscroll.com slash goodfood. Artscroll.com slash goodfood. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. When you do, you get a major discount and free shipping no matter how few books you might be buying. Right now, pre-order it, artscroll.com slash goodfood. All right, like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on chicken, meat, fish, etc. because there's other things I want to get to that's really unique about yours, but i got to ask you, what is this almost Israeli shawarma? What does that mean, almost yes. Israeli? <laughs> Look, a real Israeli shawarma is, I told you, it has to be rotating on a spit to the whole day. <laughs> you have to have an Israeli cutting it for you. You have to eat it in Israel. That's an Israeli shawarma. <laughs> If you're making it at home, this is the closest version you will get to 
to an Israeli shawarma, so that's why I called it almost Israeli. I like that. For those of you who, for those of you who are phonies who think you can actually eat Israeli shawarma on this side of the world, sorry, no, can't, can't yeah, be done. The, no. the closest you'll get is almost Israeli shawarma. Yeah. You have an amazing sweet section. I mean, look. Um, one of the things when I visit people who are, you know, from backgrounds like yours, and I'm not used to it, obviously, I'm more of the European variety and Russian variety. Uh, but once we're out of the Ashkenazi community and visiting friends in the Sephardic community, we're treated to desserts we frankly never had before. You, you got to give me, a, you have a whole list here. You got to give me a couple that are really unique to your background. What would you say would be classic when it comes uh, to, to your communities and their desserts? Wow. So I have like a Moroccan dessert section. Um, I did like the, you know, the dry cookies I usually serve at the end of the meal with the mint tea. Mm. Um, there's the refat cookies, which like have anise seeds in them, and they're incredibly delicious. They're one of my favorite things in the book, I think. Um, and there's there's almond cookies, and there's then there's like the more, you know, knafe, which is like a more dairy dessert, which is I mean, it's like a breakfast food, but it's really a dessert, and it's, it's incredible. Like, that's something that's very unique. You make it home, you put the orange blossom syrup over it, and it, it really takes you to a different space, a different place. You, you just enjoy all these Middle Eastern flavors um, right at home, and it's delicious. Uh, the skillet brownie, is that literally from your tradition? Like, uh, those regular brownies? No, I did add, no, I had, I had, I wanted to have, like, more or less like a variation. Right. So there's things that I make that are not, you know, Middle Eastern um, specifically and you know, things we enjoy as a family, like those, there's blondies, there's brownies, there's the best chocolate chip cookies ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to have some of that during the week. Yeah, I'm just laughing because you know how many authors have said on this show, best chocolate chip cookies ever. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you might be accurate though. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you only know once you try it. Yeah, that's true. And of course, you have baklava and a whole. Oh, a limonana. Baklava, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, people could really ruin a limonana. You got to, you got to know how to make that, right? You got to, you got to make that right. You have to make it right. I mean, it took me a long time to realize to like figure out how to make it without having that like rotating flush machine, right? Um, and to make one that's very delicious at home. And I, I nailed it. I have to tell you. My kids look forward to it. Um, it's just so refreshing, and it's, we feel like we're back in Israel. Amazing. We lived in Israel for a few years, and that's what makes us, that brings us back right there. And finally, Sina Mizrahi, you actually, and I guess these days, people are, I know from my own kids, they're so into spices, blends, and herbs, even us Ashkenazim. Uh, you went ahead and you created your own section of different combinations for seasonings and spices and blends, etc. I mean, I'm assuming the Agripas blend is a shout out to our friends in Nachlaot. Am I right about that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, in the, in the Shuk especially, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what is, what's in that, by the way? What's in the Agripas blend, for example? Um, I did some dried herbs. I did some Aleppo pepper. Like I did, um, I wanted to have like flavors that like were inspired from like, my time when I was like going and chopping up the shuk and like having kind of like that intensity of life in Israel into a blend. Cool. Um, it just brings in all of those like Israeli flavors um, and it's just very versatile. Very cool. I'll tell you a lot of great stuff there. If you're looking for shawarma spice, meatball seasoning, uh, a whole bunch of stuff I can't pronounce. It's all there in that section. Spi- <laughs> spices, blends, and herbs, just part of the brand new book, 
by Sina Mizrahi. You can follow her on Instagram at Sina Mizrahi, S-I-N-A-M-I-Z-R-A-H-I on Instagram. Also, our friends at Arts Girl have done something really cool. In addition to arranging for a uh, a pre-order, uh, they've created a um, an actual link, artscroll.com slash goodfoods. It's really, really easy to get to, artscroll.com slash goodfood. Go there now, pre-order the book. Uh, you'll have it in July when it's officially released, and um, and you'll have Sina Mizrahi's expertise right there in front of you as you cook in your kitchen. It, it looks to me like it's expected out literally right after Tishaba. Would that be accurate, Sina? Yes, absolutely, the day after. How's the pre-order going? Are people excited about this? Oh, yes. I'm getting such incredible feedback and messages. Like It's so heartwarming because people are so into the flavors that are in this book. So yeah, and, and and there's uniqueness here. You know, we, we do interviews about a lot of cookbooks. I mean, not only do you have unique recipes, you have sections here that we haven't seen, as I pointed out, uh, between the voluminous salad section, the spices, blends, and herbs, and so many others that uh, uh, people will find fascinating and no doubt add to their repertoire. <laughs> what I want, I want to wish, yeah. I want to wish you a mazal tov, or maybe I should say mabruk. Right? Would that be more appropriate? <laughs> mabruk. I'll, I'll say mabruk <laughs> yeah. to you on the brand new release. I know we have to be patient because it's still five weeks away, but right now people can pre-order it by going to artscroll.com/slash/goodfood. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sina Mizrahi, the book is Good Food. Yeah, I should have asked her about that, Taka. Pretty funny name for a book, right? Good Food. You want good food? Here it is. Like, like can't be more simpler than that. <laughs> I assume that's the explanation for good food. Uh, artscroll.com slash good food. Artscroll.com slash good food. Use promo code radio. Pre-order it. You'll have it in your hands uh, mid-July. And... Uh, yeah, you'll be able to start. Yeah, you'll be able to start freezing stuff for Yuntif. Remember, it's a really early Rosh Hashanah, folks. So you get the book from Sina Mizrahi <laughs> right after Tisha B'av, and everybody who loves cooking can start getting ready for the uh, for the high holidays.